the extreme bpm tuesdays and fridays that is tuesdays and fridays 8 p.m east african time that's when we get to hang out with the people that make the music but make a date with me monday to friday that is uh 1 to 2 p.m east african time that's mostly when we get to play more of the music you get to listen to uh the musicians that we get to feature on uh tuesdays and fridays but you get to listen to more of them and the music that is between monday uh to friday 1 to 2 p.m east african time so you can check that with your time and uh what that is for you i know for australia i think it's late in the evening uh, but ireland that's probably 10 depend 10 or 11 depending yeah yeah on what time zone we are on at, at that point in the u.s it's very early for you but yeah the rest of europe you know it's early more it's in the morning for you and uh if you're in africa well 1 to 2 p.m east african time but you can check that with the other time so that is on ejas radio 1 to 2 p.m monday to friday so make a date with me then but Tuesdays and fridays we do this where we get to hang out with people that make the music so today on the show I wondered why we why, why it took us too long but finally we got to do it uh trisha law is on the show Welcome to the show. She has a brand new single out right now that is called Ready to Die. But it's not what you think, though, when you listen to the song, guys. It's not a, it's not the title. What you think about the title is not exactly what is, you know, there is a, a deeper meaning to it. But she's on the show. We shall talk about that later on. But welcome, Tricia. How are you doing? Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. It's so, so nice to meet you today. Like, I can tell you how excited I am about this opportunity. And as you've played my songs for quite some time on your radio, I was like, hmm, maybe Mark will invite me to the show once. <laughs> so that happened and I'm really appreciative for that. So thank you very much for this opportunity. So yeah, I'm very grateful and happy to be here with you today. Yeah, and, and happy to have you on. So what we are going to start on with, we are going now all the way back, which is uh, how you got into doing music what was your interest at the start yeah that's a really great question because i have to say that i'm gonna be 32 next month okay so <laughs> i started doing music really earlier like in my teenage years i was like around 14 15 at that time and i honestly i just had passion for singing and theater so it all started with that, you know, just with the performing at school shows, you know, just singing some solo parts, but uh, closer to my, you know, 17 years old, I was thinking about it seriously. And I really wanted to, you know, make music as my career. And then when the decision was made about me moving to England. So I moved to England at the age of 17 to study music. And I studied there for almost four years. Um, so I basically got a diploma in music and then I also did a bachelor degree in music. But unfortunately, I returned back to Latvia because it was really hard to... Uh, to understand so what kind of opportunities do I have but I think it's not only in music it's in like in every industry where you know young people go and study they get you know higher education and then they have no idea what to do with that right so they just they just got graduated and then they have to start kind of chasing you know job opportunities and it's really hard because you don't have any experience you know, employers are not eager to hire you, right? And it's exactly the same in music. It's really hard because every year, you know, fantastic musicians graduate and then think they, okay, so I'm going to make it now. <laughs> you know, but how? You have to figure out. <laughs> and so I moved back to Latvia and I honestly, I just started um, at the working completely non-music related job just because I was uh, I needed to work my parents wouldn't let me just sit like that you know <laughs> on their shoulders you know and I started working um in the office at the transportation company but I was already making steps in like in how to get to the music industry and that's how I discovered music freelancing so right now it's very popular you know where people work remotely through different platforms on a different projects it wasn't like that at that time because that was a long time ago you know all of these remote jobs and projects that was just the beginning so it was the beginning of the entire industry and i think because competition was really low specifically in music I kind of got into it and I started working 
from Latvia independently on different projects with different clients from different parts of the world. So I started providing like vocal recordings, music production, songwriting services, and all of that. So that's how I got into music. And I also wanted to prove my parents, ha, you know, you did not waste, you know, your money on my education, you know, on the living costs while I was living in England. So here I am, you know, I'm earning <laughs> money on my music. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, I worked like that for a few years and I still do accept this type of projects, you know, but it really depends on the offer, whether it's good, whether or not, whether I'm interested in that. But at some point in time, after a few years of working like as a freelancer musician, it's mostly like behind the scenes. You're yeah. not like you're performing on stage. It's more behind the scenes, ghostwriting, you know, uh, for different producers like ghost production and all of that stuff and you don't really get credit for that right so you kind of you're always behind the scenes nobody knows what you're doing right so you're just earning like minimum to cover your living expenses next month that's it and I think at some point I really burned out and I realized now this is not what I want to do because I felt like I was just spending all of my passion and uh, and I, I'm not going to say like I'm super talented. I don't like to say this. You know, I'm really a person who critiques the myself, but just spending the passion. That's to get extremely weird. When she says I'm not that talented, let me tell you this, right? She writes, she sings, she produces, <laughs> she does the videos too and edits them, shoots them herself too and edits them. So yeah, you can go on. I know you're, you're a bit modest with it, but you know. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and just spending, you know, all of the passion and talent that I have just for basic things, like just to cover my living expenses. And basically, I realized that I will, I would never get a chance to be discovered like that, right? And I really, I burned out and I completely, I, I put music on post completely until I figured out that what I wanted to do, I had to figure out at that time. And because at some point I was like, I was so tired of working for somebody else, for somebody else's dreams and projects that at the end of the day, I was not even enjoying listening to the music. Yeah. Imagine for a musician not being able to enjoy listening to the music. Yeah. It shook me, right? It was It was a total shock. And yeah, and then a few years later, I just got back to music creation, but in a different way. I just realized that I wanted to create the music that I want, and I did not want to make it as my main source of income. So that was my main goal. I know this is not what young people want to hear, like, hey, you know, you can be a musician, you can earn, you know, six figure. No, this is not the case for me. And honestly, I'm happy with that because I would rather create the music that I enjoy and do it on my own terms and earn nothing rather than just spending all of my passion and all of my energy on somebody else's work just to get some money out of it to cover my living expenses right this is just my position i respect everyone else's position but this is mine and that what makes me really happy and the fact that i am able to experiment with my music try different things different sounds you know and be able to really explore myself as a mu musician without worrying ah you know is this going to be accepted you know by my client or is the, my audience gonna like it so yeah it's kind of it's freedom you know that's what I really value and the most important thing again to me is just to have that opportunity to write and create what I want what I am passionate about but also uh what what they can keep in mind what and if you're listening to this and probably you're a new artist at that point what you also have to keep in mind is much as she decides to choose passion projects and work on things that she feels uh, uh, she's completely uh, into, you also have created other sources of income which will help fund your career and you doing what you want to do actually. Yeah? 
Yes, that's exactly right. So I, after a few years of like a long, long search, I was actually able to find another job opportunity. It's not connected to music, but it is within creative industry. It's, I am, I'm unfortunately, I'm not able to like share it where exactly, you know, I work with what is the client, but it is in the creative industry within creative people, within creative community. I'm surrounded by different like musicians, artists, um, and honestly, just creative people. And it helps me, like you're saying, it helps me to fund my music career. So I work every day, five hours per week for this client. And then the rest of my time I can spend on making music and I don't have to really worry about tomorrow. So what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Am I going to be able to pay, I don't know, my rent, <laughs> you know? So I feel safe like that and I feel happy, you know, if I'm able to make my music, the music that I like creating as my main source of income, of course, that would be a dream to come true. But for now, um, yeah, just like, just like I mentioned, I'm gonna stick to that because I feel safe and I feel freedom and I'm not limited by, you know, just, uh, by by the clients and by what by their needs basically so I think again money is not my main aspect in music even if I don't earn like a dollar from it I will continue creating music yeah yeah absolutely I think I, I, in in the creative in in the in the creative space the moment you you get to approach it from a side of I'm going to make money at the moment. I'm I'm getting into this to become rich. <laughs> News flash that won't happen for you. You might be lucky; it might happen for you, but you know chances are probably might not. But uh, yes, because things take time, and uh, you know you have to be prepared for some of the experiences that you get into when you get into this business, whether it's. Uh, uh, learning how the trade works, learning how to work with other people, how to deal with other people, how to, you know, deal with all the stuff that comes with the business, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and also know, knowing that oh you can't be on top every time. So there are times where the music won't will be here. Then there are times where it gets here. Then they, there are surprises of songs that you do that you really didn't expect much to happen of them, and then they're surprising you. And those are the ones that are yeah. working for you. So uh, exactly. So it's like it's it, there is a lot to learn i think you have to be having this information before you get in and uh and i think that's what would help you just like any other any other job you'd like to enroll in i think you have to learn you know what what's the trade and uh and what is what are giveaways and what are you going to decide to hold on to but absolutely yeah so yeah. uh you did uh you when you're doing this uh, pro projects of yours when you're doing projects of yours where you're experimenting and doing things that you you like doing uh to, talk to me about then you know the decision to work on things your but first when you were working on other when on, when you're working with other people before you did work on some projects that are, are big though i mean like do you mean like big i mean they're like popular like mainstream I mean, I did work, but I, of course, I cannot say like, oh, you know, there is my credit on some kind of like very, very famous songs. No, I, I'm not going to say this, but yes, I definitely participated in the projects. And then I kind of like regretted, you know, I, that I got nothing out of it, you know, basically nothing. And, and it was so hard for me even at that time when I was supposed to give like all the rights to what I did. I was I was thinking maybe I shouldn't, but the kind of the agreement was already it had already been signed, so there was nothing there was nothing for me to to you know to do at that time to change anything. But it happened a few times, right? It it happened it has happened several times, and I I was always cautious, like, am I sure? Am I sure about that? You know, <laughs> but then you you know you you gotta make that decision because then. I would end up with no money to live, you yeah. know. On so that was the problem. And 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 by the way, that's and that's another thing you learn when you get into the business. Yeah, I I, I had Kelly Lay on about a month ago saying the same thing. The first earlier songs that she did and with people that she trusted were had her best interest. She never signed anywhere, but they just paid her session fee. 
and those songs went on mm. to become top 10 singles and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like so what does this mean i don't i don't have anything that i'm earning from this yes and yes people don't even know that yeah. I, I did sing that song because the name is not on the project at all not on the project at all yeah that's a big issue and for me um uh, for me, it was uh, also a different story. When I released a song through a label, it was like a small label, but I got approached by um by uh, some producers that wanted to re- remix my song, and I was like, yeah, sure. And th- and they were like, yeah, we have like a music label that supports us, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, why not? So I was young; it was a long time ago, and I of course wanted to try this opportunity because it was the first time that somebody offered me that. And then I signed up, I signed up with them, we released the track, Remix, it was, I think it was quite popular in Spain, so we got some success in Spain, because they were, the duo um, of, those, of these producers, they were from Spain, and the label was based in Spain, and then I also kind of trusted that label so we released the first two singles and then I was like okay so can I release my own you know I offered them like can I release my own single with you and they were like yeah yeah sure like so I created a a really I really like the song and I released it with them it it didn't get much of traction and I did not really bother I was like okay so okay so it didn't get the success that I wanted but that's fine but a few years later I figured out that my song had like thousands and thousands streams on Spotify. Of course, I understand that Spotify doesn't pay much, you know, that you know the game. Yeah. They don't pay you, but it had thousands and thousands of streams and I did not get even a penny. So I hadn't heard from a label like not even once. So I thought that, you know, my song wasn't getting anything. So no streams, nothing, no revenue. That's why I wasn't given a check. And then I, of course, tried to contact them, but I've never heard back. So I've tried several times and it was just like, yeah. So I kind of, again, I gave my song with hopes. Okay, so the label would kind of help me to, would help to support me, you know, with the marketing and something else but yeah basically they only earned from it and i did not i've not gotten even a penny out of this release <laughs> that's the music business <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you don't get in thinking uh you know people have the best interest for you at all mm-hmm. you, you, have, yeah. you have to look out for yourself <laughs> exactly yes yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah there are things you learn unfortunately you learn them or you learn of them hard like, way yeah they have <laughs> You've already done projects and they're out and they're like but i you can't even tell anybody that you put the project out because on on that label because they put it out you give mm-hmm. them rights to do that signed off and, and exactly he, yeah it is so so uh you are one who you know you you have the do-it-yourself approach and uh when it comes yeah to, whether it's making the music or creating the videos and uh and and you've always you've done this for a while minus you having your background in, in in music and studying that why why does this approach work more for you well first of all when i was younger and when i lived in england uh we had a band i used to play in a band actually it's called besonido and we uh, at that time we actually released an ep and through a major label uh uh, Werner Brothers, I think at, th- at that time, yeah, my Werner Brothers. There was like a collaboration, but all of the earnings uh, would basically go to uh, for like fundraising, so that kind of project. So we were not earning from that, and we knew it. So you know that was a good opportunity for us. You know, like being a young musicians releasing our very first, you know, uh, EP that was super exciting, and all the money kind of went to a charity. So that was fantastic. That was we were so grateful. But when I moved to uh, to Latvia back from England, our band obviously had split, and I knew that I needed to figure out how am I gonna be able to continue because I used to have a backup I had I had my team right so I had people that I could play with we could write together we could produce together and now I have nobody and I think just uh the fact that I needed to become independent made me 
this like a solo act, Trisha Law, right? And it made me to start really producing on my own, working on my own, just because, first of all, don't think that I'm crazy. I don't tend to trust people. <laughs> and um, in, I enjoy being in control of my creative process that I don't feel that I have to depend on other people because, you know, let's face it, life changes. You know, we all have different circumstances, personal circumstances, our goals change, right? And sometimes when you're in a band, you know, it can be tricky when you have like five people, you know, working with you and everyone starts having their own issues or problems, then the music suffers, the, the creative process suffers. So that's why after leaving England and realizing that I had no band, I really needed to become independent. And that's, I think it, it is working for me. So that's why I really like uh, the this year, actually, it was the first time when I performed live on my own as a solo act, because before I had been working just mainly as a freelancer behind the scenes, like we talked about. But this year, I really wanted, okay, no, I want to perform. I want to perform on my own. Yes, I know I, I, I won't have a band with me on stage, but I got to do it because I've been working on my music, but I've not been performing. And yeah, so that that happened. And I'm really thankful for that because it kind of gave me confidence that I can continue doing this. And people loved it, you know, seeing me performing live the songs that I been creating all these years so that kind of felt good and yeah it's just the fact that I I feel independent and that I don't have to rely on people it kind of, it kind of helps me a lot yeah, yeah because also yeah when 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 you're in a band uh, people have the only people have problems in there when they're creating yeah of course as, as creatives in in even when you're working on something you most certainly won't agree on many things so it will always be what are you willing to give and what are you willing to stick your guns at and say, I'm not willing to budge on this. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, there are some people that it works for, but, you know, they won't tell you that it works without challenges. Mm -hmm. tell, yeah, we fight and, you know, try and, and work again. Like there is a band in Norway that I, I had on the show called D-Sound and they were talking yeah. about they have been together. They were celebrating 25 years. That's a lot. This year. <laughs> And they, they, they band, they, the lady has, the lead singer has gone away, did go away for about eight years and came back and they worked together on things. Mm -hmm. But even then they tell you some of the projects they were working on, they were being mad at each other. And then this one, yeah. <laughs> then you, you're having disagreements in, in, about someone else's personal life. We don't like who you're hanging out with. He's distracting. Yeah. 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 You know, our, our, the things we are trying to work on together, and there were two guys and the, and the lady, so it was always that. And some of the songs that you you people would like from them, they wouldn't when they went through the process of how they made that because they were on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on the show. They came on and they talked about how they would fight with each other and they wouldn't agree on things a lot of times. And uh, there are there are people that like doing live music, so you can imagine also that part. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. yeah, so it's tough. So as an independent, I, I did show, I did see the show you're talking about is the one you did in the UK. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, and, and, that was the and one. You, and you talked. I, I, I feel like you were hard on yourself because I saw some, some, some clips of the performance, and then I saw that you weren't happy about, uh, maybe the voice, how it sounded, and then you're like, I feel like I should have done this, and why, why were you hard on yourself? I feel like the, the, the when I the few clips that I did see, I saw it was a good show for for you doing so much because you're singing and then doing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I mean, I don't know. You see, Mari, that's a problem with me. I think I have a lot of self doubt, and the other thing is that because I had been just somewhere you know, behind the scenes, nobody saw me. I think I kind of started asking myself, am I even able to perform live? Maybe I can't even sing it at all. You know, a lot of an anxiety about that and criticism, right? And yeah, so I would say that for the first show, like as a solo act without having a backup with me, it was great. 
it was it was great i'm not gonna lie it now right now i'm gonna say it was great but i think just right after the show you're still kind of like oh oh i did not push that button you know at that time oh you know i kind of maybe i should have sing sound that differently so it's just an anxiety i think every artist every singer every musician experienced that and it's i think it's normal it's really normal it's just kind of you just critique yourself you want to improve and that's why you have to analyze your performance that's what i do <laughs> I think it also shows that you care about what what you're doing and uh, and there's there's a bit more because that already comes from the passion from feeling like I should have done this better I should have done this but even sometimes mm -hmm. people tell the audience listening to you don't even realize that they exactly they, <laughs> in the moment but they don't and also they don't even know the other 10 things you're doing because you're singing but then also you have things your the buttons you're pressing down here yes <laughs> And they don't they exactly know. yeah you're singing but they don't know everything else that you're doing while at the same time monitoring yourself yeah. yeah but the good thing about you know just performing live is that audience doesn't really care are you gonna make a mistake is this how is that gonna sound they they come to enjoy music right they they've not come to judge you they've not come to assess you i think that's the the best thing out of it which each performer needs to really kind of really think about before they start performing because I know so many artists and singers they struggle with performing not because they have like a technical kind of let's say they're not super technical singers right just because they worry a lot about what others are going to think. It is, of course, harder if you compete in shows like, I don't know, American Idol or X Factor. Yeah. Yes, that's a different story. But yeah. when you perform live your music for your audience, these are not the people who are going to judge you. I think that's the main fact that you need to think about. And that's what I try to do before my performance. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the best part. Okay. And and so speaking of the music now, we have uh, uh, Ready to Die, which is the new single that is out right now. But you've been having a couple of singles out. Uh, what what stage are you at in terms of? Are you still working on singles? And you've done a couple of covers too. Uh, but what stage are you at? Are you like still trying to experiment with a few singles before you decide to work on like a project? Uh, that's a, that's a tricky question. <laughs> that's a really tricky question. Um, I would say that, you know, I release music because I want to, first of all, I just want my, like, people to know how I feel, you know, and that's my way of an expression, like, what do I feel, what do I think about? This is, yeah, self-expression, basically, at first place. But of course, um, I've been trying to build my catalog, like music catalog, um, that would possibly, would possibly one day feed, I don't know, sync, like getting like a sync deal or something like that, because the music that I get inspired by, and I get inspired a lot by watching like TV shows, you can think that I'm, oh, I should just watch TV shows to get inspired. But now, honestly, I've discovered so much great music in TV and movies, like film industry. And I wouldn't ever be able to discover that music on like major radio stations. I'm not saying about your radio station though. <laughs> I'm saying about, you know, the big radio stations, like top 40 hits and all of that you won't find this music there you will never find this music there and tv shows like tv series movies give me a lot of inspiration first of all just i enjoy watching them and also enjoy imagining creating music for a specific scene or for just to describe a specific character. And that's how I get inspired. I get inspired by different stories that being told in the TV show. And I always think, hmm, how can I accompany this with my music? So this is my main source of inspiration, to be honest. And that's why for the past couple of years, I've been trying to um, create music that I think would fit 
some kind of movie or some kind of scene in a TV show or a tra trailer because I like drama in the music that I hear in films or TV because let's face it, you know, if it's a sad song in a movie, it's properly sad. You yeah. know, it's really sad, right? If it's an action like scene and it's an action music, it is. You can feel the drive. You can feel the power. If it's a sensual, romantic scene, you can feel that, you know, from the music that they put behind. Because supervisors, they are very clever with their choices, right? Because music needs to emphasize what is happening. So, yeah. So I've been really working on kind of catalog that may fit you know, a TV. I know it's like a big dream and everyone dreams of that, but this is like in particular my main goal. I really want to get into that. Does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, it, it does. Because uh, uh, with with, mo with movies, of course, the supervisors usually want, if you have to describe actually when the, the music you send for a specific mm -hmm. thing that you're trying to pitch and, and have your music in. Or even sometimes you can have they can have that probably you can pitch for this scene and then probably it works well for something else they're working on. Mm -hmm. Not exactly yes. what you think it might work out for. So it, it's also interesting. And it also a bit, sync is a bit interesting because you also have to use less of the vocals and then more of Yeah, them. that's true. That's true. Yes, you have to have uh, instrumentals and even like instrumentals with backing vocals. Yeah. In the majority of cases, the songs that get picked up, these are like instrumentals. That's why I also like to have an instrumental that sounds independently and with my vocals well as, you know, in addition so when I work on a track, I also try to just listen to, okay, so this is an instrumental. Is this going to sound good, like on its own? Like, is this going to find uh, its way to fit somewhere? And, and yeah, and then I try to also combine the vocals so that it sounds like a proper track with my vocals. Great, too. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, because I've seen, I've I've seen with uh with Sync, yeah, you have to have different versions of the song. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they like it at the start. They might say, okay, now give us only the instrumentation only. That's yeah. What... And yeah. Uh, they, we only need one line in there, and that's it. Exactly. And... <laughs> yeah. But I don't mind. <laughs> at the end of the day, as long as the music is picked up, that's that's what yeah. matters. At the end of the day, and uh, as as long as you're able, it's it's able to be you know scored and. And that's what is 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 going in for the final project. Mm -hmm. well, that's that's what everyone wants if they are working towards you know having uh, sync deals and all that. that. Even in commercials too and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so now we we get to uh, dealing with the with the pressure because now you're de you with the abilities that you know you possess and and the work you you put in in making sure you make even a project. At that point, how do you deal with the temptation when you realize that there's someone else who works less, less than what you do, right? And uh, they come up with something and it's, the stations you talked about, Top 40, it's playing every day. Yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't oh, know. this is a good question. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I don't look at these things, you know, I, at some point also in my life, you know, it's like looking at bad news, right? Reading bad news every day, like, because, because honestly, when you read news, it's really rare when they're good. It's almost like they're bad just because people like watching bad news. It creates content, you know, it kind of creates traction. And I look at it in a similar way so i don't try to look at things oh you know you know this song is like in the number one and it's not as good as mine or like you're saying people work less and then they get more I actually try to look at artists who work just like me so who have the same work ethics and i think instagram actually helps a lot because even though like i don't like marketing but I don't know who likes, who of the artists likes market themselves. Nobody likes that, but we have to, right? But on the other hand, 
while being on social media, like on Instagram, I've met so many great musicians, like inspiring musicians, independent musicians, and that sense of community where we can share, you know, the negative sides and positive sides of that, the whole journey of being independent artists, I think it's priceless. I do enjoy watching other independent musicians being successful or on their path to success. So that's what motivates me, not the other thing, you know, not the opposite. I don't like looking at things in a negative way. Yeah. 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 I, I think the, the, yeah, the pressures, yeah, especially with, with social media, you know, social media is interesting. It's an interesting place, right? It's yeah. usually it's the highlight of, mm -hmm. of, of people's lives. Now there are people that will go there and only show you the good times. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The bad times you'll never see. So sometimes you'll think that only the bad times are happening to you because of everything yes. on socials. But you also still have to go there and to make sure that you, once again, the word you use, market yourself. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're like in between there and you're like, social. Uh, yeah, so I know I have to do this. I have to market. But I'm also consuming a lot of, a lot of content that, sometimes subconsciously gets to influence some of the yeah, things that's true. that you're trying to do at this point, but it's also st still needed you st because that's the easiest way you can promote yourself and you can have interaction, interaction mm -hmm. with people that are listening to your music and, uh, and giving you feedback. At the end of the day, you make, you make the music to have other people listen to it and, uh, yes. and, and uh, create a fan base and an audience. I wouldn't, yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's tough. It, it, it's the same thing when we, we constantly, but I think battle even whether it's radio or anything, you see someone else, you know, asking questions like a bit, being a bit more salacious with the questions and and then that, that moves viral and then you're like, yeah, but I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing these interviews at all. So it's like a constant battle of do I really do that? Do I also start having salacious questions asked and then... You know, <laughs> But then you're like, nope, that's not what is going to happen. So at the end of the day, it's, I think it's the same, almost same thing because we're all dealing with building an audience. So it's up yeah. intentions you have. If you want that quick uh, microwave content out, it's easy to ask the salacious questions. It's you just don't have this regard of, of people and then, you know, take advantage of it. But yeah, know, true. I, I also like to sleep peaceful at night, so I won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, ready to die. Mm -hmm. The new single that is out right now, guys. That's available everywhere you get music. But you're also playing it on, uh, the Eja's mix, and it this this single, right? You took a while with it, and took some yes. Time it. Uh, for someone that is listening in right now, and I talked about it when I premiered it on Monday, and talked about what, what the song is about. But for anyone that missed that, what would you say? ready to die is about yeah that's a really good question you know i've asked myself a lot um but honestly it's about a desire for an epic love you know it's it's simple as that to be honest because you know um you know in summer i you know i kind of I, i'm kind of i think i'm gonna be like a little bit more personal so <laughs> here okay i I had some, we, like my husband and I, we had some struggles, you know, in terms of our relationship, we've been together for 12 years and we only got married last year. So that was a year ago. That's and I think that we had, we yeah. had, yeah. I saw that. I, I saw that. Congratulations. I know I posted it. Yeah. I, yeah. I but we had some struggles and I think that song was basically my response to what was happening because I felt like what I wrote wasn't exactly reliable to us anymore. And I felt sad, honestly, because that's what I wanted. I wanted to say to my husband, I'm ready to die, you know, in your arms. That's what I wanted. And that's how it used to be. So really personal information here, but I think it's okay to be okay. really open about the, the process. And yeah, and that was like, I was 
rebellious you know that's what i want you know i want to say these words to you but unfortunately i can at the moment and that's how i wrote the song and it's so interesting because in march uh i came with a random idea sometimes it's just ideas they come randomly right like without any like specific source of inspiration just randomly sometimes i cook and i feel like oh you know humming the melody and that happened with I'm Ready to Die, but it was a different title at the beginning. I had just um, some, you know, parts of lyrics written and a draft melody, and it was called Will You Stay With Me? And it was more like a sad song, kind of with a folk feel to it. And then I put it aside because I was mainly preparing for my live show that was going to happen in July. And I was like, no, okay, so I'm going to be focused on that. But when I returned, I knew that I wanted to continue, obviously, making my original music and just continue with that song. So I liked the idea, but I needed to turn it into something else. And I was like, no, I don't want this to be a question. Will you stay with me? Like, sad question. No, I wanted to make a statement. I am ready to die in your arms. So that's how it changed. And I changed the whole feel to it. Um, and I, ch I think I changed lyrics several times. That was pretty easy to me, but I, yes, I have changed a lot. Um, <laughs> uh, but I had really, I struggled a lot with the melody because in my head at that time in March, I had an idea of the melody and it was so hard to switch from that sad into something like more sensual and something like more dramatic. But I finally did it. And then the whole production started to flow really well. So I always start with lyrics and the, with the basic melody idea. And then I produce around that uh, top line vocal melody idea and lyrics. Another, in, another question which is interesting. <laughs> How yeah. many takes do you do? <laughs> Oh, how many takes? Yes, how many takes? How many oh takes? My gosh. Many <laughs> oh, this is, oh, this is a sorry. I'm sorry for other people that they have to hear it. I don't know. But who sometimes like I record one verse 20 times, 25. And just imagine one verse 20 times, the second verse 25, the chorus, same thing. And then I do uh that very popular vocal comping <laughs> when i have to pick up you know the best parts out of every like every 20 takes imagine verse verse chorus like bridge whatever we have and then i have to pick up and i have to listen all of that and pick up the best parts but it's worth it honestly it is worth it because uh i don't like giving vocal comping to a mixing engineer just because we may have a different vision for how it should sound but I have a clear vision how I want that to sound and and yeah it is it is a really challenging process I would probably say that's the worst part <laughs> of the entire process it's a nightmare for any engineer having more than eight takes yeah that's yeah, and you and because if it's a verse, you literally out. Sometimes you might even just take a phrase, and then the next thing is not what you want, so you only take the phrase yes. and get to the next. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how many cuts I had. I think I'm gonna probably post this on social media to just to show how the song looks like, you know, from the back end <laughs> with all these little little cuts, you know, in the audio file. Yeah, it, it had a lot of cuts, and honestly, like my main idea for this specifically song was just to make sure that people can feel something in my voice because. Sometimes we can be fantastic, like phenomenal singers, but if a listener doesn't feel anything, doesn't feel the emotion that you want to convey, the whole record is useless. I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's very key because a lot of times, I understand the fact that sometimes people are not writing lyrics on their own, so it's tough for them to actually 
relieve the feeling and and be able to pull it off and and uh yeah listening be be able to feel it uh but i think when it's something that you actually are into and you feel and you've taken time with and you're really passionate about the text yes this is a lot it becomes a lot for you but the end result when someone listens to it they really can get the feeling that you're actually trying to convey at that point exactly exactly 100 percent, 100 percent correct and like you're saying even after so much of work that i put into that single i was still like i was anxious i was thinking whether people are gonna listen to that you know is anyone gonna play it on the radio <laughs> like you <laughs> But yeah, but it was honestly worth the effort because I've gotten really positive feedback so far. And especially on that vocal part, like a lot of, even though I've not been accepted to like to million playlists, but I got, my music got added to pretty a good list of playlists. Like, honestly, I, I would probably say it's been the best in terms of, uh, in terms of adding my song to a playlist by different playlist curators, I think I've got the most positive response I've ever received. But still, <clears throat> there were like people saying like, you know, because not everyone likes, you know, the the style that you like, I like it, right? That's all understandable because we have to also face rejection and that is fine. That is part of the process. And I think for that, that this specific single, I even some of... Uh, <clears throat> curators you know they rejected my song they provided me a good feedback like yeah the vocals were just you know on top you know I just did not kind of like connect with the song and the, the feedback was constructive and yes they rejected me but the the feedback on vocals was great and I think that okay so I did a good job so you did not like the song but at least you know the the message that I wanted to convey with my vocals it was received it was a fabulous still fabulous feeling you know <laughs> yeah absolutely but i think with the with the playlist uh people also i i okay i understand sometimes you know you are you it happens to me sometimes but maybe the approach is different because sometimes i'll listen to something and if i realize that there's something there in terms of whether the vocals are good the story is good but i'm not yet into the production i'll listen to it then give it a day and go back to it then mm -hmm. sometimes I've realized that some there are some songs that I've gotten into like after the third listen and I'm like I'm like oh now it makes sense mm -hmm. that's, what, that's mm -hmm. what you meant and then I start connecting those now because now when I get the story it's easy for me to interpret the music yes. because yes we all go together and uh and I think sometimes people who react like on on instinct immediately and uh, they listen once and they're like yeah, I like the vocals, but I didn't understand the production because I know you usually get abstract and and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it need. Yeah, <laughs> I think you will need. They would need to listen to it like several times. A few times. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. And I would always say a lot of the curators that sometimes it's not everything is not uh, what is happening in the pop world where you listen to once and know what actually the message is. There's a song that I got to know the meaning after five times of me listening to mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. I even liked the vocals and I liked the music that was behind it. But I didn't understand what they were saying at all yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it bugs me out. I'm always like, yeah, you, what do you mean by this? So it will take like a few times. And then later, I, I actually went back a week later because I know these, these people have been have been on uh, having them on the show since like 2020. Yeah. And I was I, I sent him a message actually because he knows I'm very like passionate about getting to understand i don't just yeah. i don't just play songs and stuff like that i usually go yes. i want to know what the songs mean and then i i know how to place them. because if anyone ever listens to the show sometimes i know it's like how you do your how you you, you do the music and stuff sometimes yeah. but if anyone i'm going to give that out if anyone listens to the shows that we do 1 to 2 p.m the songs usually speak to each other but unless you follow it and you know it before you won't get it so it, you'll feel like songs are, are like playing, they're like almost similar, they're almost, yet they're actually different. But it's because I put them in a way that I get this speaking to this, speaking to the next one, speaking to the next one. No, that's true. That is true. I actually, I, I have noticed that. And, you know, I was 
like I even gave you a feedback about the my song that you placed it, you know, just right after the Kelly's. I think they they flow together so well. <laughs> like, oh my god, you know, they fit so well, you know. <laughs> and the interesting part is this though: that song has two versions. The Kelly Lee version song has two versions. I had played the first version before, and I was still looking for how I'll play the second version because there were, uh-huh. there were two versions. So then yeah. I realized that I'm going to have yours among the first five songs I have, I have yeah. to I was like this works better with the other one so I picked that out and then brought it yeah because that was a different version of the song yes and, yes and, yes so that's how now that's so cool yeah so that's how it just shows you know it all it just shows the the passion and I think that's why I've been so grateful you know for all of your support you know in the past years I'm honestly I'm not saying you know this just to make your mark happy now I'm just saying this because I honestly feel that way and I feel I feel that what you're doing is really incredible because you you take time right like you're saying you take time to listen to every song to understand the message behind it and just connect with the song where a lot of you know, other people, I'm not going to pinpoint <laughs> to specific people, but they just like, eh, you know, listen to like half of the song, like, nah, I don't like it, you know, next. So that's why I'm, yeah, I'm, I really, really appreciate all the support. And I think that what you are doing for independent musicians is just, uh, it's really, it is fantastic and it's valued. And maybe you don't re- even realize it, but every single musician that, you know, has been played uh, on your radio station, it is super appreciative of that. Just wanted to say it. <laughs> no, th- thank you for that. And uh, yeah, and, and I feel like, yeah, oh, yeah. after sudden, after a while, I think now I'm, 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 I've grown to be comfortable with that because I've had some people on the show and they have told me about that. And some people that have worked together, best of just being on the show and they listen to it and they listen to each other's songs and they realize we can work together. Yes. They've decided to work together. So, that is very uh, thank you for that and uh, definitely we'll definitely we'll keep doing this and uh, it's, yeah absolutely I, I, what what can i do i'm i'm stuck so <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i'm stuck too so yeah, i'm so gonna we, have to carry on <laughs> so we'll have to carry on and do this yeah so ready to die uh, ready to die which is the new single i wanted to i wanted to ask you as we con- as we conclude that 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 mm-hmm. Uh, the conversation because we're going to get into the song after that uh did you get did did your husband get a chance to listen to it yes he yes yes <laughs> yes does he know it's about him <laughs> um that's a good question um i would say we haven't had like a proper conversation about it but i do think he realizes that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so uh that's a new single that is out uh guys and uh go check out and also check they should they should check out even the so when, with the covers that you do you, you actually get to film even videos for them and uh and yeah. and, and i like uh, the concept of how you are shooting some of the videos indoors and how you decided to turn your bedroom into into a, a movie set a, yeah, a studio <laughs> and uh, a, a video set and you shot your 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 video in there and I like how you try to make things work at the same time doing everything by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for the feedback. It's, uh, I I feel really comfortable so far, you know, with filming myself because just like, you know, I've done that quite a lot. And I just really like also like, just to experiment with like with lighting you know lighting is my best friend of course it is for like every videographer but I think you can honestly create something great you know in terms of like a video and you don't need to spend a lot of money on that you don't have to spend budget everything is cheap you know everything that I use is quite relatively cheap so once you get the setup like the basic things like lighting uh, for example right now I'm using this like the this light I bought this specifically you know for my videos and I think I bought this pair of the of light diffusers like for 100 bucks but I've used it for several years now right so it's kind of serving its purpose and sometimes I get you know 
I'll order some cheap like LED lights from China directly, you know. So these are all the small things that add a special interest to the footage. But the main idea, you just have to kind of know what you want to do, right? You First of all, you have to come up with something in your mind, like a creative idea at first, and then you'll figure it out. Even if you don't have like resources or budget to hire somebody, once the idea is there, you just have to think, okay, so how am I going to do it with my resources? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think most of the time people are, are stuck into getting the best equipment. Actually, one of... Mm-hmm. The other, when I was talking about the song, I was talking earlier before. It's uh, I don't know if I don't know if you followed each other. It's called it's called Desabel. It's from uh, you should check him. You should check him out. It's from um, uh, Switzerland, and he's a producer and also writes mm-hmm. him for the pop songs. Who mm-hmm. would think that he's in his twenties? I passed him several times of this. He has a daughter that is about twenty six. He but he writes pops. I'll, I'll send you something from him, and now he teamed up with some uh, other vocalist that had been uh-huh. up with him earlier on uh, that is from LA and they are now like in the group together so mm-hmm. they put they still do because they're already doing a lot of stuff together so they decided to yes. be a group at this point and he was talking about the same thing in his studio he said there is this sure mic that is about a hundred bucks there's this Sony I don't remember where it was a C something and he said this Sony is about fifteen thousand dollars if you sound good on this sure sure Mike you of a hundred dollars you sound good on the fifteen thousand you might sound even better on the fifteen thousand uh Sony microphone but if you sound terrible on this sure Mike you're definitely yeah. sound even probably worse on this Sony mic yes yes you will good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is sad truth yeah it's so true really because uh, even I you know when I just started in the like into music when I started with a music production I only had a 40 bucks USB microphone that's all and I also had um uh I think there was only one software like the very old and I had an old computer very cheap computer and I started just with that that's all that I had honestly and Despite that, some of these songs, those songs that I recorded with a $40 microphone, they somehow landed into the music store. Oh, sorry, not music, but um into the store. So you know when you when different stores like um shopping centers or like grocery stores or cafes, they also need to play some kind of music, right? When you walk into the store, you can hear the music. <clears throat> and some of those songs that were recorded just with that microphone got picked up and they, they've they been played until today, like throughout the world, like in the UK, in Europe, in Australia, imagine. And they were recorded with a $40 microphone. Yeah. So it's, if you're good, you're good. Just like how you even mm-hmm. when shooting the video it's about the idea the story that you want to do mm-hmm. if you don't have the story no matter what equipment you have yes you won't it's be not good. gonna yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> Tricia it's been great having you have great having you on the show I really enjoyed this and uh then brand new single that is out right now ready to die I'm ready to die thank you so much interesting yay <laughs> thank you so much for having me today Mark thank you yeah, and, and how can people find you? Where would you send them uh, your socials and all that? Where they can stream more of the music? Yes, it's uh, you can also always find me at Trisha Law Music and just Trisha Law on Spotify. Find me. I'm mainly active on Instagram. I don't really much use of Facebook, but Trisha Law, just type Trisha Law on Spotify, Trisha Law Music on Instagram, and Trisha Law on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. Go watch the videos. And... Thank you so much. It's been great having you on the show. And uh, this is the Extreme BPM, guys. Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays. 8 p.m. East African time is when we get to hang out with people that make the music and we get to have the conversations about the music. We get to play Monday to Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. East African time. And by the way, if you miss any of the episodes, that entire show is always available at the end of the day. And it's on here, this dot 80 forward slash mix, or even the link in my bio on uh, Instagram. You can listen back to the entire so if we missed, even if you want to go back as far as, you know, many months back or last year or the year before, you'll still find all 
that available and you can listen back and 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 it's so interesting when i find that a show that probably we did last year is now getting they, they are now showing me how there's much traction to it it's now getting getting into like 10,000 streams now and they're like that's about the last year show and and uh, you see but i'm that like that's fantastic you got back to the music you got <laughs> it so you're not too late you got to it yeah <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, so uh, thank you so much for joining us. So now that nobody's listening at the moment. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. all gone away. So what what do you work with? I'm kidding. Guys, the Extreme BPM, Tuesdays and Fridays. 